behind home plate. We bringing it to him all day. All day. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Bird Win or lose, we bringing it to you always. Always. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. Tune in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Birdland. You know what's up. from Section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336. The next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I am your endearingly stuttering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Sroka. Hey, Matt. How's it going? Oh, not bad. Not bad. I'm starting to... Uh, so here's my system for... Uh, marking how long we've been in quarantine. Okay. I use quarantine even though technically that's not what we're in. But um, Stay at home people, or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Lockdown. Yeah, but even before stay at home, like just me stop going to work. Right. Um, some people mark it by days. Some people mark it by weeks. I have three systems with which I mark it. The first one is um, number of hot pockets. Okay. When this thing started... I hadn't had a Hot Pocket in probably, like, I don't know, probably, like, seven years. It was the last time I had a Hot Pocket. All right. So but the, this Emily was went your to the, school lunch replacement? Became Hot Pockets? Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, Emily went and bought it just for something quick and easy when it's just me here at the house. Um, and so she bought me two 12-packs. So 24 okay. Hot Pockets. Uh-huh. I occasionally um, buy the 24-pack. I'm with you. Okay, this was a 12-pack, but two 12-packs. Okay. One, ham and cheddar, and the other one, uh, pizza or pepperoni. Or oh, something. I don't like ham and cheddar. All right, I haven't even opened that box yet. I yeah. just finished the, the pepperoni. Right, the pepperoni is the good ones. Yeah, so I'm 12 down, so I'm halfway. So apparently, so according to my clock, we're halfway through this thing because I'm halfway through my house. <laughs> I pockets. think it's been a little longer than 12 days, though. Well, I don't yeah. eat one a day. Yeah, hold on. You've only eaten 12 Hot Pockets during this time. That seems That number seems low. Because every and time fire- I eat a t- hot pocket, I have two. Oh, see, I I had two the first time, and I felt sick. I overdid it. I overdid it with the hot pockets. Oh no, I, didn't, I felt queasy, and so I went back to just one. All right, then that's your problems. Because yeah, if I eat just one, I'm still hungry. You got to give me yeah, something yeah. else. And Silas is now into hot pockets too. Don't don't tell the. Oh wife. well, uh, right. You probably eat one, and pocket. he eats two. Yeah. Um, no, I have that, and then I have. Um, and when this whole thing broke out, I thought they would shut down liquor stores because I thought that they, you know, I didn't realize they were essential. This is new to me. Right. So I, I bought enough whiskey to last. So I bought four bottles of whiskey, uh, or four or five, five actually. And I'm down two bottles. I mean, I, I've drunk two, two bottles of whiskey. I got three more. So that's All still right. close to that I halfway think, point. I think that's about the same percentage as you are with Hot Pockets. Those line up yeah. pretty good. Yeah, that's what an afternoon snack. I have a hot pocket and some whiskey. Right. And then the third scenario is um, episodes of Boy Meets World. I'm right now in season three. We usually watch two episodes at lunch. I'm at season three right now. And so I got to get through. I don't even know how many seasons there are. But I can't have it. this thing go past the end of Boy Meets World. Now, is that something that Silas is into also? Or is it something that you can watch and there's no bad language for him to pick up? Yeah, so... Yeah, it's something that he's he he's into it. He likes to watch it. Um, now we're getting the high school years, which I think is a little bit weird. I, I, he like doesn't know what's going on, but especially okay. the early ones where he was where Corey was into baseball and stuff. Yeah, Minkus. Goofy. He liked that those ones. I don't uh, know if he's really into it right. anymore now. Was he excited to see Jim Abbott? Doesn't Jim Abbott come on to a Boy Meets World episode? Yeah, that's one of the greatest episodes. And at the end, like all the kids come over to get autographs with their baseballs, and yeah. Minkus runs in with a basketball. It's hilarious. Right. Um, well, that that was the '90s when like sports stars used to <laughs> visit sitcoms. Like you'd see Cal Ripken on occasionally, and Ozzy Smith, and you'd see in the '90s it yeah. was a weird time like that. Yeah. Now sometimes you see them like appear in like I see it sometimes in like kids shows, right? Like well, maybe make an appearance on Boy Sesame Meets Street World is or a something. kids show. Sorry. No, no, it? no, no. That's a middle school, high school. That that was uh, TGIF. I, I know it's a family show. Yeah, family show. Okay. All right. How about you, Josh? How are you hanging in there with? Uh, uh, all right. I think today's hot pockets in. Yeah. yeah. 
I think today is when it started to hit me just the whole, just the stress and the unknown and like dealing with all, like, cause I'm working through all this. So it's a lot of pressure to like make sure everyone's got work cause we don't want to lay anyone off during this time. So make mm. sure we're busy, but also make sure we're careful and safety and all this. And I think, I think we're like a month in to this, I think. And it's like, at least since we first took the first precautions. Yep, yeah, I think it's been right. two weeks since uh, Florida shut down, or a week and a half since Florida shut down, something like that. But it's been about a month of taking precautions and stuff. And I think today I was telling Mandy on our walk, like it, it finally like hit me like today where it's like just sad and depressing, mm. and like I'm ready for life to get back to normal. I'm really, I don't even like to open Facebook anymore. Because every time I open Facebook, it says shows me my memories, and my memory is always an Oriole game. Mm. It's an it's either spring training or opening day or just a random game at Camden Yards. So I'm uh, it'd be really nice to get life back to normal. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. Um, I don't know about life back to normal, but I I it'd be nice to get back to baseball. I I I support that that one. I was listening to uh, Joe Rogan the other day, and Joe Rogan had a point like about being normal, and like, was it really normal even before all this stuff broke out? Like, was life normal? Well, yeah, and maybe that, not really, but there's no such thing as normal. Yeah, and that's why I hate the term the new normal because yeah, it seems like it's just it's almost like a propaganda word of like we're gonna say new nor- normal. So whatever this is, like whatever, however life changes, you just accept it. Yeah, that's what, like, I was, I also listened to the Tony Kornheiser podcast. That's my favorite podcast. And, like, so many people email saying, like, we, we appreciate you doing podcasts to bring a sense of normalcy to this right. whole thing. But the fact is, the Tony Kornheiser podcast, he's recording from his house without everybody else. He's usually, like, a room of four people in there. Yeah. Now it's just, like, it's, a, it screams. And all they do in the podcast is talk about the coronavirus and its impact on sports, but and its impact on Tony's life. So it's normalcy in the sense that there's a podcast, but, Nothing about the podcast is normal. No, but when you look at uh, entertainment and media, no one was prepared for this more than podcasters. Oh, podcasters yeah. oh, are yeah. putting content out. We're all over this. That's yeah. way better quality than what's on like SNL is doing now on Saturdays and stuff. Because everyone else is we learning this, yeah. how to work from yeah. home. We've already known how to work from home. Yeah, it's true. It's true. The, the, the the coronavirus has no impact on podcasts. Right, like, yeah, right. You and I figured out this whole like uh, record remotely way before this. Yeah. That uh, where you you've got you see like the View and CNN and stuff panic that first week of how are we going to have our hosts in different locations? Like it wasn't possible. Like when there's tons of people doing it every day through podcasts. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and the other thing I don't get, and this is something that drives me nuts, is when people talk about, like, they're running out of things to do or being bored. And maybe it's just my stage in life right now with having two two young kids and still working from home and stuff and just having stuff going on. But, like, the idea of being – I've never once felt – like, maybe, like, cooped up. Like, I felt it's, that. It's cooped but up. never bored. Like, uh, that's not the word here, at least for me. You, you have a different situation. You've got a huge yard. You've got two young kids. You're, yeah. You've got your uh, what doctorate you're working on. I got my dissertation along with yeah. teaching online. You got a lot of stuff going on in your life. So yeah, I don't know. But but I just think like there's so many options and opportunities to oh to do stuff. Yeah, right. Well, like, think think about. I was telling my kids yesterday. I was like, think about if if this lockdown stuff happened when we were kids. <laughs> without like my kids. They've got Netflix. They can watch yeah. anything imaginable. Disney Plus. They've got yeah. their Nintendo and PlayStation. They've got all this stuff to do. So yeah, it's definitely. I know. And even when we were kids, though, I remember going over a friend's house and like the mother making us go outside and play because we would just stay inside and play Goldeneye all day. Right. And and so that's like a hundred times worse now <laughs> because yeah. there's not just like a couple of cool video games. There's like a thousands of thousands of shows. That are good quality shows and a bunch of great video games. And and some or you could be like one oh five seven who is broadcasting tonight a video game. They have decided that now a couple times a week they are broadcasting on all their social media a simulation 
of the Orioles playing in the show. Oh, really? And there were people watching it. And I, I turned it that. on for a moment because I thought that, like, Rob Long was going to be doing, like, play-by-play or something of it. But it's not. They're just is hit it play. Two people play. No. Is it two, like, famous people playing? No. It's a it's the computer simulation, and then they just walked away, and they let the PlayStation just broadcast. And mm-hmm. it gets worse. I think they might be using last year's version. Because when mm-hmm. I turned it on, Jonathan Villar was at the plate for the Orioles. So, and I know that the show. You got to get that roster update. I don't even think you needed a roster update for the show 20 to get Valar no, off no. your team. Yeah, yeah. When when you got the game, by the time it came out, he was off. Move was already. So I'm thinking they must be using last year's version. Also, the announcers didn't sound. I didn't sound like the announcers that I've been hearing when playing. So I think they're using last year's. So they're being really cheap about it and trying to get views and get their social media going by doing a video game screen. Yeah, it's not not the same. If people like that, I suggest you tune into Section 336's Facebook page next week as you can watch (laughs) me play the show. Or you could uh, do a simulation using RBI Baseball. I think that would be more entertaining. Well, that's, yeah, like Cespedes Barbecue guys did uh, Backyard Baseball simulations. Yeah, yeah, I know they're into that. I was never into Backyard Baseball. No, that's a different age. That's uh, Those guys are yeah. younger than us, I believe. Yes, they are. We're RBI baseball yeah, players. Oh, yeah, definitely. Not even not even really Ken Griffey. Straight RBI. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, I also remember, what was it, AAA? Is that, was that the name? I think that was yeah. another baseball Yeah, that was year. like the PlayStation. For PlayStation. Yeah, uh, MVP. Triple okay. A, something like that. I think it was MVP. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, you're uh, right. It's not boredom. It's just it's just uh just this weird moment of kind of feeling shut in and feeling stuck and not being able to do what you want to do. And yeah, it it gives me more time to play the show and catch up on some movies and TV shows. Yeah, yeah, it's got, I've watched more TV than I normally ever watch. I haven't been able to play the show in, in the past couple of days, which annoys me because I'm trying to get the rest of the World Series. But I finished the Lock and Key series, so that was really cool. Good series. Okay. Good, I haven't watched um, that yet. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Though I feel like that story, I was thinking about this as I was watching it, and we talked about this before, the graphic novel is so good that you almost can't mess it up as long as you somewhat stick to the yeah. stick to those characters. I don't know. Whenever there's great books, it seems like TV studios, yeah. movie studios always screw it up. All right. Well, after you watch it, there's some things that I liked and some things I didn't like, but we could talk about it. All right, I'll, after, I'll give it a try. You see it. Yeah. Um, Josh, there is, has been some baseball news, though. At least um, some baseball ideas. Okay. Now, I tried to bring this up last week, and you shut me down. You didn't even want to talk about it. said there's no way baseball can come back to life. There's no way they can play. Oh, I've had a 100% change and then, of and then the next, And then the next day, they come out with the whole... We're, yeah. we're talking about Florida, and then the next day after, we're talking about Arizona. Then a couple of days later, they say, all right, we're going to split half the teams in Arizona, half the teams in Florida, go to spring training, and make it like the Grapefruit League, but it counts. So, um, And then I even heard rumors of talk about taking all the teams to Japan and playing in Japan. So all of this is in a rush to try to bring baseball back in, like, June. Are you for right. this? Well, here's the thing, and I'm sorry if I was against it last time. You were against it had, last time. You wouldn't even let me talk about it because I I've liked had 100% it last time. Change of heart. Because I, you know what happened? I I saw the proposal and I clicked on Twitter and I saw people's responses and they made me so mad because they're so dismissive of it. But he, here's the situation that we're in: like none of the proposals are good proposals. No, because there's no good. Op- the good option would be to play opening day at the end of March. Right. Like normal, but that's, that can't happen. So like, there's no good options available. Yep. So understand going in, all of these are bad options. So let's talk about what's the best kind of bad option. And for me, Josh, the best bad option is the option that gets me watching baseball. Yeah. Right. And I, and there's decent things about these options. I like the idea of do things. If you're going to do this and we're all going to admit it's weird, we're all going to admit it's not as good as a regular season. And it's going to be weird without fans there, which <laughs> I saw in, in either Japan or Korea, they're putting robot fans in the stadium and they're, they're mannequins uh-huh. with robot arms so that they can hold signs up. Oh, that's funny. So I hope that we see stuff like that. 
or like where the Orioles get like cardboard cutouts and put in the stands or something. Um, but I like the idea of the, being creative with it, with saying, hey, if we're going to market this to TV and it's going to be TV only, let's mic up more players. Because it is. It, it, there is also a financial incentive of being the first uh, sport back. Because we're all desperate to watch anything. It doesn't matter if it's the NBA, NHL. If, it, if there's a soccer game on TV, I'd probably be watching it. Yeah. And you talked about miking up the players. I don't, I don't think they need to do that. I think there are some advantages to not I, playing. Um, you could just put a mic on the field somewhere, yes. and it would pick up probably every conversation. Yes. I mean, you heard uh, stuff like that when the Orioles played the White Sox. Exactly. And I don't they think they could hear the announcers. Uh, right. They the wouldn't have to mic announcers. up the players. Just some nice boom mics to to zoom in at home plate and and all, and they'll get some yeah. great talk. But but Josh, even when I hear these proposals, yeah, like. I, I and I think this is why I was so dismissive last time. Like even when the proposals are proposals, and so I think even when they're talking about these things, to do any of these plans would be really challenging. And so, like I, I think less than one percent to do any of these ideas. But I still appreciate that they're trying. Right. That they that. Right. They haven't thrown the towel in for the season. Yeah, they haven't gone on, on gone all XFL on us. Right. Uh, you see the XFL? XFL, yeah. That. Shut down for good, right? Yeah. After all their trash talking about how they always play, pay their players. I mean, maybe the AFL uh, introduced the coronavirus just to shut up the XFL. Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate timing for the XFL. It did. It was because they were doing things pretty neat. Some people were getting excited about them. And yeah, they, a lot of the rules were popular. Yeah, and it it was cool having them in smaller stadiums. So just really bad timing for this virus for them. Yeah, I mean the proposal with Florida going back to baseball, the division for the for the Orioles that include the Braves, the Rays, the Twins was like in the Red Sox. Oh, it's a tough like, division. I, th- I thought the AL East was brutal. That was worse than the AL East. So that was a little bit weird. Um, the Yankees had some cake division, classic baseball. But I don't know if that was because of was that done. Because the location of the stadium, it was all on location. Because when you're trying to control yeah. everyone, you want as little you movement want as, as little possible. movement. So if you put all the teams in Arizona, the divisions would be different again. Yeah, but like, I don't know. On the one hand, like I'm also kind of conflicted about how this whole coronavirus thing works, Josh. <laughs> because on the one hand, I feel like you watch the news, and the news has taken a decidedly more optimistic tone. Oh, well, no, I think the news has taken a negative tone. Oh, you think so? I don't know. Maybe Whenever... I've been watching too much Fox News recently. Yeah, so that, <laughs> I think that's the difference. Because I always <laughs> see Trump say how he wants to open the economy to go and talk to governors. And then I always see, like, doctors on CNN saying, uh, no, we're going to be closed for 18 months and rolling blackouts and this and that. Mm. Well, I guess, I guess, and I'm hearing that too, but, like, on the one hand, was it a week ago, just a week ago, where – they said they're projecting like a hundred to two hundred thousand deaths. Yeah, and then and now this week, under six, he says we'll be well under a hundred. Yeah, not, well, not 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 even close to that number. Three weeks and ago, so they seems, were saying two million. Yeah, there's projections for for that. So too. it's been all over the place. The problem is, it's hard right now to know really what's going on because it has turned into politics. Yeah. And it's not well, just I a think- doctor; it's and and a president making decisions. There's politics and and talking heads and and all the Trump hatred and Trump love has gotten mixed into it as well. It's true because, like, people will argue that the numbers have gotten lower because shelter in place is really effective. And if that's the case, then that's an argument to not hurry up and bring back sports. Or it's an argument to say, hey, we did it. Now we can work our way back. But Yeah, yeah. or the other side saying, no, you exaggerated this whole thing. This is not the right. shelter in place. This is just you exaggerating it. So let's bring life back to normal. And there's no way to know like which side is right. Yes, right. I saw, yeah, yes. I saw people saying that that the original numbers were exaggerated to make Trump feel good, which doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah, that but makes okay. no sense because that it's not like Trump came out with those numbers or like just the advisors of Trump. Like those are separate. No, I always like to whatever. The, my favorite stat with the models. And none of this is – we're not talking politics. We're just talking what we see and not taking sides yeah, or whatever. And, and, we're, my, and we're idiots. We're idiots. We're idiots. But, okay, go ahead. But when I see all these models, my favorite 
stat is that uh, Dr. Fauci, when yes. AIDS first came out, he said that there would be like 10 million Americans dead in the first year of AIDS. And clearly we know Magic Johnson's still alive and always will mm. be. So mm. like that number was so far off that it just shows you that they always make projections and then life finds a way. We find a way. We figure things out. Yeah. Because, yeah, we, yeah, because we don't just sit there and take it. We, we do something about it, even if it's just stay in our homes. Um, my, my favorite stat, by the way, is people comparing the number of um, coronavirus deaths compared to the number of abortions, as if there's some correlation or oh, connection there right. that you should be outraged by. Right. <laughs> like, like, okay, be outraged by abortions, but I don't understand the connection to coronavirus, how those are related topics. I, don't, I never get that. But that's, I see I mean, that probably I mean, once every other day. It's... Yeah, it's because there's the word death in both, so they're yeah. comparing death rates. Yeah, so, so I, should... I can I can I, I can see that stretch because this is so politicized. People are spinning things to do whatever, to say whatever you want. They're they, it's like they're writing the news story and then they're looking for facts that fit into their story. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I think part of it also what feeds into it is. Like, we don't know everything, right? Like, we don't know exactly how this this will, how many people will be infected. Yeah. We don't, like, there's unknown. And so, like, sometimes when there's unknowns, we like to fill it in with our own biases. Right. Like, no one seems to accept the fact that this is a new virus right. that no one's known anything about, that we were told humans couldn't even get, and now we have to figure it out. And yet they expect to have a, go to an expert, and the expert know the future. Even when the expert says every time, We'll have to reevaluate next week right. or tomorrow. That's why they're saying these small goals, right? Shelter in place for two weeks. And that's because they don't know, yeah. right? Um, and the yeah, truth there's is, a lot of people who do know. Right. Uh, or, or do claim that, to know. <laughs> right. And that's what makes it tough on baseball. Right. So, right. Because, because what? I, I mean, because then you could speculate a start in, in May. Or you could say the season's over. Right. Like, that's a, that's a huge so, – that's a long season. What? Which is it? Yeah. Did we talk about this last week or was it afterwards that Dan Straley was on the Baseball Tonight podcast? And he is playing over in Korea. So so they're dealing with this. And he's, yeah. his, he says that like his GM texts him every day with updates as they get it. And they're now starting their spring training. So they're practicing uh, self-scrimmages. And they're going to do that for two weeks. And if no one gets sick, then, they'll, then they can – uh, have opening day like a week later. If someone gets sick, they have to go back for uh, quarantine for two weeks, then try it again. Because no one knows. So, like, they're trying to make these goal dates and be like, all right, if someone gets sick, though, we're restarting the counter. And I think right. you might have to see baseball do a little bit of that also here. Yeah, but that you could see that being very frustrating for everyone, right? For oh, yeah. players, totally. fans. That's, that sounds really frustrating. Well, and I think that's why if they. I think baseball is trying to time this to when the testing is like massively available. I know they keep making more and more testing and they got that 15 minute test because then you can go ahead and test everyone uh, every other day or something. You can test guys besides just taking their temperature when they come in, you can test them every day and it not seem like uh, why do baseball players get tests when I can't get one? They, yeah. they, baseball has to wait until normal people and not just Tigers in New York can get tested. Tested. <laughs> you got to admit that was a weird story. Yeah. yeah that a tiger <laughs> got true. tested and humans That's cannot. That's the first thing I thought too. And of course on Twitter they were all over this. And that's the first thing I thought too. Wait a minute. You got – no one can get tested. My, my, right. my wife was sick. She's a nurse. She couldn't get tested. Yet you can test a tiger? <laughs> right. Exactly. We had – we had our we had a friend of the show Justin up in a hospital in New Jersey, uh, and yeah. he, he on on oxygen, and they wouldn't couldn't t get at him a test, but this tiger's getting a test. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, Josh, I wanted we wanted to get into uh, switch gears here a little bit. Yeah. Um, you 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 texted me and I, I an idea for the show to talk about our favorite Orioles at each position. Okay. Um, and so I started to think about this. Yeah. And I started to do a little research. And it turned out to be a lot more challenging than I thought. Like oh, there were yeah. some ones that it came is. right away to me. And then all of a sudden I started to think about it more. And I, I would have I'm, to go back and add 
or kind of reevaluate my previous list. Right. And so I, I had a tough, I don't, I didn't make it. I just have, and in my notes, I guess I'll decide right now, but I just put like a bunch of players in each position. I, I yeah, I didn't even know who to pick. I made a list, but I have some alternatives in mind as well. Okay. And I'm interested to see how this plays out because we did it as like guys in our lifetime. We like to watch. Whoa, whoa, so, whoa, 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 whoa. Really? You went, you went beyond. Okay. Here's an example. All right. Let me get. Let, I want to give you an example out there, and I'm not saying he's made my list, but let's say example like Rick Dempsey. We did not see Rick Dempsey play. No, but, we didn't see him win the MVP. All right, but, but we see him do the color commentator. Yes. He loves the Orioles. He's so biased. It's hilarious. Everything the Orioles do is great. Yeah. And for that reason, I really like Rick, Rick Dempsey, All even right, though fine. I was not alive to really see him play. All right, you can put him on. You can put him on your list if you want. But like, I have a couple guys like that. But here's the deal: like, I've got like Brooks Robinson. That's another one I got. Brooks Robinson did not make my list because even as though much we I, met him once, we met him before. As much as I love Brooks Robinson, and I named name my daughter after, after Brooks yeah. Robinson, and I've met Brooks Robinson, and I've seen highlights of Brooks Robinson. He's not a guy I went to the fan and stadium and cheered for. So that's why he didn't. I mean, I guess I did cheer for him, but not when he was on the not when he was a player. So that All right, but for I, me. I, but that's see, why I'm I, interested to see how our list pans out. Yeah, because I would argue that you could still really like Brooks Robinson without ever having watched him play. And I think you're right. Uh, the more I, now that you make that argument, I kind of I agree with you. Uh, when I was making my list, I did not go that way. I went There's with, only though a but, couple guys that I would even right. look for. Yeah, it's basically Hall of Famers. Yeah. Um, and Rick Dempsey. <laughs> and Rick Dempsey. All right, um, Josh. For you, what was just one other question, then we'll yeah. get into it. What was the hardest position for you to land on one guy? What, did you have one position? And I'll tell you mine, because I, I could list like 100 guys, I feel like. And maybe this was because this is a, it's a position I played growing up in elementary and middle and high school. So I was more kind of drawn to this position. Um, but also, I just think there's a lot of memorable players. And that's third base. Third base for me was the hardest um, I, I position agree. to pick my I had, I had, yes, I had three guys marked down for third base. I settled okay. it with one. Um, I had like six. Yeah. I, I well, I kind of went with the first guy that comes to my mind for that position. Actually, I put eight guys at third base I'm trying to choose from. All right, well, well, we'll go through. <laughs> we'll go through. Uh, we'll go through multiple guys. Now, I got around it a little bit by using the DH slot and the utility slot. That oh, helped me out yeah. a little. That helped me out nice. a little bit. Yeah, I finagled that a little bit too. So, hey, uh, All right, let's get started. I yeah. was going to say, do you want to jump into this list, or do you want? Do we want to talk about what we did last night that we want to get three three sixers involved in? I don't know if we want to get three three sixers involved in it. All right. Well, we can talk about it after this list. Okay. <laughs> Wait, you really don't want to? Well, no, because more poker players mean more competition for yeah. me to lose to. But I had a really good time playing last night. Yeah, so we 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 played some online poker last night together, uh, with like ten guys, and we got spots. We got slots. We can go up to eighteen people. So we're going to open it up to some more people. Oh, is so, that stop at eighteen? Yeah, I think so. All right, I think good. yeah. So that'll be two full tables. So yeah. if you're interested in playing with us, I think we're going to play Thursday night. So send me a DM. And get involved. We Thursday few, night? That's news to me. I th- that's what we talked about last night, I think. I wasn't paying attention. Uh, okay. That's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at Thursday night right now. Uh, right. But maybe another night. If you're interested for any night, just DM me and we'll get you in the mix. We had some 336ers last night and it was fun. Absolutely. Very last minute fun. game. All right. Let's yeah. get to the list. All right. What position we'll start with? Well, let's go around the horn. Let's start with first base. Okay. You you know, I, I at least I did mine kind of position numbers. So I started okay. with first base. And I went with I went with the deputy. I went with Chris Davis. Okay. Who do you have there? Um see, this is a bit of uh finagling. Um I went with, with Trey Mancini as a first baseman. Oh, okay. Can I do that? Really? Trey Mancini's your favorite First baseman? Well over over Davis, over Rafael Palmero. Rafael Palmero was 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 on on the list. But see when I think of Rafael Palmero, I think of um in court. 
Um, I had that problem too. That's exactly what I did. Um, though he has a great mustache and he was a great order for a while. He was also a Texas Ranger. The other guy, my other closest second actually guy was Randy Mul- Mul- Mulligan. Oh, that's a good um, one. Moose, right? Because he had a great nickname. Moose. Hey, and um, mine. But that, I, but I was noticed I was, I was, and maybe I was trying to avoid recency bias, but I didn't have very many like current or recent Orioles on there on my list. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I wanted to fit Trey Mancini in there somewhere. And my outfield was full. Left field, no go. Sorry, I'm not moving Hyunsoo Kim. So I, I had to leave room for Trey Mancini. I'm just kidding. I, I had to leave room for Trey Mancini there. All right, well, I'm kind of with you because I went with Chris Davis because that's also my only current Oriole on the list. Okay. And, yeah. hey, Chris Davis has some great years, and he's given this show a lot to talk about. There was the a player I thought of bumping ahead of Chris Davis, but I put him as my DH, so I'll share that in a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I might have the same guy. All right, I think we do then. Um, all right, second base, who do you got? Okay, this one was easy for me. And then this is a weird one. I, this is a weird I, I, personal affinity that I, I have for this guy. I, I had two guys on this spot. Where are you going? There was a moment, I don't know, when is this? Like the mid-2000s where there was a contest for the second baseman's job. And it was between Jerry Hairston Jr. Right. and Brian Roberts. And they were fighting it out for the regular second baseman. And I think over the course of the career, I think Jerry Hairston got a World Series ring or two. But Brian Roberts had the better career. But I was always team Jerry Hairston Jr. And so my favorite second baseman for the Orioles of all time uh, is Jerry Hairston Jr. And I know that's that, probably not a But I can understand that. Pick. And that's the, that's the fun part about choosing our favorites is we don't have to have a hall of fame discussion. We don't have to have throw up numbers yeah. and all that and stuff. That's, and dad was the Brian Roberts guy. And I got so used to defending Jerry Hairston jr. Kind of like how you get used to just defending guys who you feel like get hated on. And so, yeah, that's why yeah, he became so you favorite. made it political. Yeah. I made it political. <laughs> uh, I went with, I almost went with Brian Roberts, but I decided I had to go with Jonathan scope. Yeah. He was so much pick. fun. Scope is so much fun to watch. I, yeah. As good as he was in Baltimore, I always thought he could do better. Always thought he had so much potential, but I enjoyed Scope. Yeah, I think that's a great pick. You can't go wrong with Scope. He, he, had, he had fun playing the game and a rocket arm turned that double play. Right. And since his best friend didn't make my list, I had to, oh. I had to get him in there. How about third nice. base? At third base, I can go first. I went with yeah. Melvin Mora. Yeah. my favorite third baseman. You had a long list. You agree with me, or do you have someone else up there? Uh, Melvin Mora was kind of my number two guy, All right. and because when I see Melvin Mora, kind of the same reason as Jonathan Scope. Whenever I think of Melvin Mora, I think of just him smiling. Right? Exactly. Like, we yep. had that very, and, and he had like he would always have this kind of permanent serious face, but then he would just smile out of nowhere, and it just could brighten up a whole baseball right. field. And, and like he's like a good guy. Like he's got like the dozen kids or whatever, and yeah, he got a whole bunch of loves kids. Him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, just so likable. Right. Just yeah. So who did you um, pick over him? Well, here are some other my honorable mentions. Um, Chris Sabo, honorable mention, because he was sporting the retro <laughs> yeah, specs just, at third just base. Yeah, specs. All right. Yeah. Um, uh, Brooks Robinson was on my honorable mention. Sorry, just not good enough, Brooks. Mm-hmm. Manny Machado was on my honorable mention. Right. I mean, Manny Machado, I seriously thought about making him number one because he was pretty freaking special to watch at third base. All right. Um, All right. Uh, you might the be other going guy, with the guy I almost put in this slot. I don't think you got this guy. Okay. The other guy, um, honorable mention, Wilson Betameet. <laughs> the meat. The meat. Yeah, because what a great nickname, the meat. And just hearing him talk and the yeah. Jeremy Conn impersonations. Yeah, that's true. And then um, the, my last one, and maybe this is like my last honorable mention, and maybe this is just because he just retired and I have a soft spot for him because he just retired. But the sheriff, Mark Reynolds. Yeah. My third honorable mention. I like Mark Reynolds. Um, um, my number one guy, though, yeah. the guy who I have at third base, be only because of his batting stance. And I imitated his batting stance when I played just because I thought it was so unique and so cool. The completely open stance, like staring at the pitcher, um, open stance. And that's Tony Batista. Okay. I forgot about Tony Batista. That's a good one. I, I like that. Yeah. I, I know. Uh, I almost I almost put Cal in this place in third base. Oh yeah, yeah but you I that. but I had so you to have a different shortstop. Right, but I had to. 
but Cal, I know he played third base for a few years, but come on, he's a shortstop, so he's my shortstop. Yeah. Like, yeah. and that's why I guess I could have put Manny at third. He played a few games there too, but there's no short. And I I wanted to squeeze JJ Hardy in, but you you can't move past Cal. Like that was I think Cal was the only one when we made this list that that's a one that you can't change. Like Agreed. Anyone in Baltimore. On my list that, that has, I actually, I didn't even put him on my, on my list. He's not on my list. I didn't write him down because he's just assumed. Right. There's no other honorable mention. JJ Hardy, like is a classic Oreo, but he's not, I mean, I no. mean, you can make an argument for Mike Bordick, but not if Cal Rickman's on the list. If Cal Rickman's on the list, yeah. he's every kid, our age, every kid's favorite player. Every right. Oreo fan's yeah. You make a list of, you right. If all I could do was make a list of any player, any position, only choose one guy, it's Cal. Yeah. Cal. If you're a Baltimore guy, it's Cal. No, and, I, and you're all right. So I was talking to a guy a little older than us who is from Detroit, a coworker of mine down here. And Alkaline uh passed away last week. Yeah. And he was saying how when he okay, got right. that news that he teared up and all. And I was talking with him and I was like, you know what? I can understand because that'll be me one day with Cal. Sure. It's because there's sure. way too many memories of my childhood with that man on the TV yep. or, or down on the field. Yep. So, and I, now you can make new memories with him as he just joined Twitter. And he's not bad at it, too. He was, he was doing some good. I enjoyed his tweet of uh, at Lamar and showing how his dog could catch a ball. Oh, yeah. And his... Um... Tweeting at with Mary, 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 Maryfield and going back because Maryfield yeah. has the longest current streak. Right, right. And I liked his tweet showing that he was watching the twenty-one thirty-one game on the world's tiniest like LCD yeah, screen. Yeah, what was with that? It was <laughs> like, like a, my living room. Dude, yeah, you're Cal Ripken. No. Why is your living room looking like my living all, room? All I could think of was Michael or Scott. like my parents' living room. It was like all I could Michael think of Scott. was Michael Scott when he goes to show the little LCD on the screen <laughs> and, and, that he just bought for his room. I mean – yeah, I don't know. And he's sitting on the floor, like not even furniture. It just cracked me up. Yeah. It's like he wanted to show he was a normal person or something. Yeah, or Except he lost all the background. His... Right. Oh yeah, yeah. The, that, oh yeah. The the right the the mantle with all the gold gloves. Yeah. It's like it's like he lost everything in the divorce except for those awards. Exactly, hanging on the wall. All right, Matt. Why don't you uh you want to do utility or you want to head out to the outfield right now? Uh, what about catcher? Oh, does that come last? How does that work? Catcher is not on my list, but I know who my catcher is. This was another really tough one for me. Yeah, I had a. I could name off the top of my head. I could probably name four that I could be, but I went with uh, Mickey Tettleton. Okay, I like. Yeah, he's he was on my yeah my my list. Mickey and that whole '89 series and the Fruit Loops. I'm all in on Mickey Tettleton. Yeah, I mean, he's more of a Detroit Tiger. He only played two years here. But I, know. I agree with you. When I think of Orioles catcher, I Love Mickey, you know, comes right to mind. Right. Um, and that, that song but from the 89 season. Who do you, yeah. I mean, you got Chris Hoyles, don't you? Um, I have him as an honorable mention. All right, because that I mean, was one a, I guy, thought I went as well. Yeah, and he's – I like Chris Hoyles a lot because he's like – he's kind of – he looks like a catcher. I don't know. He's kind of like – he's not very attractive. He kind of looks rough. Um, and he played his entire ma- major career with the Orioles, right? He's, for whatever it was, right, like 10, still around years. the team. Yeah, still around the team. Um, the other guy I put honorable mention was Rick Dempsey, just because I like him so much on yep. the broadcast, even though I wasn't around for his playing days. Um, at least don't remember his playing days, right? Um, Ad- Ad- Adley Rushman was also honorable mention. <laughs> you know, no, 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 he's not an Oriole. You can't put Adley Rushman on the list. Okay, but but you know who I'm going for my my the, my favorite. Yeah, coach. you're going for uh, Jesus and Cleats. Wieners for Wieners, Mr. Matt Wieners. Uh, Matt that- Wieners facts. Here's a couple of my favorite Matt Wieners facts. Matt Wieners once framed a pitch so perfectly that it counted as two strikes. Another one. Matt Wieners took bat in practice this morning. There were no survivors. And the last one. There are no steroids in baseball. Just players that Matt Wieners has has breathed on. Some Matt Wieters facts. Um, I bought into the hype. Yeah. And you know what? If he didn't have all that hype, he would go down as a really good catch for the Orioles. He would. Instead of You're right. Instead You're of right. being kind of a disappointment despite the all star teams. Right. No, and he he was good, just not 
cover of Sports Illustrated <laughs> hyped up great. Yeah. Yeah, just not as good as Adley Rushman will be. All right, who'd you go with your utility slot? You go with, right. Did you go with Ryan Flaherty? No, he did not I did make not. my list. All right. Okay. I went with – I won't yeah, – go, go ahead. Go ahead. You got David it. Newham. <laughs> David Newham. Yeah. Why? Why did you go with <laughs> David Newham? I just like the dude because this dude, <laughs> David, David Newham, is like – he played the he played till he was like 40, just in the minors. He couldn't get a break. He just kept on playing and playing and playing. And then he had one year for the Orioles. Oh, I need to look this up. I think it was in 2011 where he like hit 300 for a season with the Orioles. And like, and then went back to being a career minor leaguer. But here's just a by, grinder. By those stats, you should have had uh, Caleb Joseph as your catcher. Yeah. Oh, that's another good one. I, I should. Yeah, definitely honorable mention, right? A minor <laughs> Every, leaguer who just everyone's an out. honorable mention for you. Yeah, I like them all. I, I like my guys. All right. Uh, I went with Robert Andino simply yeah, because of the curse too. of Andino. And when you think yes. there's – I mean, I you think of uh, Ryan Flaherty, and I, th- I think of his moment as when he was cursing at uh, Mariano Rivera. And, and you could uh, nicely lip read him at the plate. But, I mean, yeah, that was a good moment. Robert Andino's moment is the curse of Andino. And when I combine yep. that with the pictures that you saw of him smiling, and every year it gets sadder or sadder, yeah, put yeah, Andino yeah. up at the top of my utility, guys. Yeah. But, no, okay, here it is, the 2004 season. Um, the year after the, after the 2004 season, he bats 202, then 250, then 203. But out of nowhere in, 2000, in 2004, he played 95 games, 400 bats, hit 311. Just had an awesome year, and then went back to being like a four A player. Weird steroids. And I was, and before that, he was hitting like four hundred over four hundred in the minors. I just really remember him very distinctly. Like, yeah, look at this guy, grinding, grinding, grinding. Finally, like a Caleb Joseph situation. Right. And then even after he falls off after his one good year, like he still plays till he's like almost forty in the minors. Like, do your thing, man. I love grinders. He just reminds me I, of like an average Joe just playing baseball. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I totally forgot about the name David Newham. So my other honorable mention, yeah, just for the mustache was Jeff Rabelais with the yeah, had the nice mustache. That's my other honorable. All right, yeah, I think. But no, Ryan Flaherty didn't make my list. Like as kids, I don't think we really appreciated the utility position or really thought of the utility position. So I. Uh, let's move to the outfield. In left field, I went with, again, we've had lots of great outfielders and lots of fun outfielders. I went with Mike Devereaux as my left fielder. Mm, wasn't he more of a center fielder, Josh? Yeah, I yes, he was. But I, I had a slot already in center. I know, I know. I um, and I, look, I wanted to put Mike Devereaux in there too, but I, I looked it up. He did play some some games on in left field. I checked right. the stats. The squeeze in there. I'll allow it. I I have some finagling. I mean, after Trey is my first baseman. Exactly. Um, so left field was tough for me. Um, I'm gonna go with Felix Pa. <laughs> was the left field list pretty weak? <laughs> no. here, here are my honorable mentions because PA he hit for the cycle one time don't forget yeah, yeah what I a remember. great name but what a great name Felix Pie right. um, just a memorable dude who was fast he never lived up to potential what but I was I was liked Felix PA I would have gone with Steve Finley or something before Felix PA actually I think Finley was right field no here's but, another really your, good guy yeah some um, honorables who, who could fit in multiple positions who I really like, B.J. Serhoff. Okay. Right? He's, he's just that. a gamer. You he's know, a gamer. Yeah. My honorable, I would go with Nate McLeod. Okay, that's a good one. As a, as Other honorable mention, Luke Scott. Yep, forgot about Luke Scott. Yeah, I just like him. Hits home runs and is an oddball, and I yeah. like oddballs out there. And then, Josh, I don't know how you can't have Hyunsoo Kim as an as <laughs> I, I saw him on the list. He's uh, got your own. He's got his own uh, theme song. What are, what are you talking about? Yeah, um, Hyunsoo Kim. Hyunsoo Kim was not going to make my list. Right. Well, you made my honorable mention. Uh, we really wanted him to be a star. I wish he was on my list. How about center field, Matt? Well, Mike Devereaux, honorable mention, but it really came down to two guys for me. 
either Brady Anderson or Adam Jones. Mm, right? I did some finagle on Yes. Did you switch Brady to right? I did because he played some right field. I know he did. Uh, but I'm and, going and the funny Adam thing Jones is, Adam Jones has played some right field also. So you could have put oh, either. Yeah, true. You could have put either yeah. over there. But I, I'm right there with you. I feel like it's almost like a Ripken pick with Adam Jones in center field. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, going with right field. I already said mine, Brady Anderson. Okay. Um, I got Nick Markakis. Oh, Nick Markakis is a great one. I tried yeah. to squeeze all my center fielders into into the outfield, but right but, yes. right field was right field was tough for me because there's three other guys who I could make an argument for. One of them, my personal favorite, was Jeffrey Hammonds. And okay. if you look at like the '97 season, '96, '97, he was 24, 25 years old. He looked like he was going to be one of the best players in baseball. Um, I think he was second on the team in home runs in '97. He had like 20 some dongs at 25. And he just looked like a star. And then he got hurt in injuries. But I still, like, I always liked Jeffrey Hammonds. He was, you know, the five-tool player. Um, other honorable mentions, like Jay Gibbons has to be on there for his arms alone and appearance yep. on Wedding Crashers. Yep. Um, and the other guy who I just, I like, I don't know. Uh, it's just so weird still. But Sammy Sosa. <laughs> I I wouldn't think of him as, like, any Oriole favorite list. If I was making a list for Cubs players... Yeah, I, I just thought it was know. really. I thought it was fun when he yeah. came to the Orioles. Yeah, it you, still did you, me did you put Vlad Guerrero in your list somewhere too? Then no, he he didn't make my DH list. He's. I feel like he's less fun than Sammy Sosa. I don't know Sammy Sosa. The all right. Um, so but, D, DH, who you got? We skipped that. Yeah, this was really tough for me. Um, oh, this was three easy guys. for me. Really, I got three guys. So all I right, have trouble put on there. Who you got? All right. Um, one guy I got for his local connections. Hall of Famer Harold Baines from over here on the Eastern Shore. Okay, sure. That's a good pick. That's all right. Uh, the my second runner-up is Delman Young. Okay, for his one double. Well, for his going on Instagram in the middle of the game, and also for okay, the double. I forgot about that. Both those reasons make him kind of my what, what about his what about his tirade? Uh, or his his, uh, <laughs> his pants whatever. Was, yeah. His anti-Semitic remarks right, or whatever, right. to, um, his violent... But yeah, I'll give, I'll give you the Instagram. Yeah, um, but my number one is Eddie Murray. Mine too. my number one DH. Mine too. Eddie's um, just because I remember being in the stands chanting Eddie. Yeah, I remember have, having the t-shirt right, that said Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. Right, I Chanting, remember, rooting for him to get 500 home yeah, runs. exactly. 500 was our, our generation, him getting up to that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. Even... Yeah, even though his younger days, we really I don't really remember. I remember right. the return. The return. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the return. When he was like forty. Right. And the all, and what made the return work is those memories of the younger days from other generations. Yeah, which and that made was you kind excited of cool for bringing them back. Right. Like I remember, you know, like this is the connection where Dad can tell us and remember how awesome Eddie Murray was and how important he was to, to some of those teams. Yeah. Where <laughs> me. Maybe I didn't really remember them. Yeah. So it was you know, that that's a good connection. point. We should have invited Dad on this episode. He could have presented a bunch of old people. Yeah, it's true. This would be good to, to get his it take. It would have sure been to have would a, be very different. Yeah, yeah. He would have given us. Uh, he would have Don Buford and Brooks Robinson would definitely be on that list. Right, and like Mike Flanagan. Go, yeah. Or so. did, yeah, even before that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get up on the mound. Who you got as a starting pitcher? Um, again, this is really tough. I There's thought starting so pitcher was really tough. Yes. Yeah. Um, I have this vision in my mind of two things that this pitcher did. One is like throwing almost a no hitter against the Yankees. And another one is like, I just had this vision of watching him pitch bases loaded against the Yankees again. And like striking out the side with the bases loaded, no outs, bases loaded and striking out the next three guys. And I don't know if that really ever happened. Um, or if they almost know it, I just have a vision of dominating the, the, the Yankees, throwing 97 miles per hour, and somehow never turning out to be a great pitcher, which I never understood. And that's Daniel Cabrera. He's not your pitcher. That's an honorable mention? Or is that your pitcher? I don't know. I, I mean, all right, no, we'll just, my, that's, that's my pitcher, Daniel Cabrera. All right. Well, we'll just throw, we love Jim Palmer, but he's not going to be on our favorite list because we didn't see him. 
What about yes, no sure. Mike? What not Mike Mussina because he went to the Yankees, so he can't be well, on he, your favorite list because yeah, he was he, your favorite made, as a kid. Yeah, I had I had a little plaque with his um, baseball card with a baseball card. Yeah, a little plaque, not not, not right. a poster, oh, a, a plaque. plaque. Well, no, a black plaque with a glove, a golden yes. glove, and a, and a, a baseball card. Well, that stuff used to be commonplace for kids that collected cards. Yeah, yeah, um, cost like twenty bucks. But anyway, the he was definitely my player growing up. Um, if you ask me this, you know, growing up, this is Mike Piscina. Right. But he and if he signed with any other team. He would still be my favorite pitcher of all time, but he signed with the Yankees, so he's yeah. It makes it awkward. So he's not on the list. I can't put him as as my favorite player. I kind of went with you too, where I didn't pick like a Hall of Famer or uh, well in our lifetime. In our lifetime, limited, right? And it's like his options were very limited, and like Gaussman and Bundy never lived up to potential. Yes, again, when they were drafted, they were my favorite. Right, I love Dylan Bundy. Up until he started to pitch in the majors. So I went with I went with Jeremy Guthrie. Great choice because you know a long time guy. We'll just forget. We'll, a lot of played, a lot of opening lot days. of opening yeah. days. Uh, I felt like in those years when like the Orioles could do nothing, he could at least get six seven innings in. Yeah, good dude too. Um, good guy. We will forgive him for the these O's ain't royal shirt or whatever that he wore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll look past that, and I'm putting Jeremy Guthrie up there as my pitcher. Yeah. All right. Um, other honorable mentions for me, Sid- Sir Sir Sidney Ponson. <laughs> yeah, right. Just for was- the entertainment. Yeah. Uh, and he's a sir. He was knighted in a robot, right. so you got to love Sidney Ponson. And all you got to do guy- is you could find him at a bar after the game. Absolutely. Yeah, and he would have a drink or, or 10 with you. Um, the other guy was Jamie Moyer. Just because Jamie Moyer pitched forever. Yeah, that's a and good one. Up there throwing 70, 80 miles per hour, still with the Orioles. The other guy, Chris Benson, just because his wife was really hot. So if you're into that, um, I had a, Chris Benson is the guy that we signed and had a hot right. wife. So. I'd call out Ben McDonald, but again, a guy I thought never really hit the potential. Oh, no. Number one overall pick. Yeah. Right. Absolutely not. Yeah. So there's a lot of like Rodrigo Lopez is another guy I kind of like, kind of a Jeremy Guthrie kind of guy, just kind of grinded through. I think throw like a Chris Tillman in there too. Um, yeah, but, yeah, that's true. I Chris Tillman is a very similar to like a Jeremy Guthrie type guy. I was t- I was tempted to throw Chris Bedard in there just for the fact that he got us Adam Jones and you know George Sherrill yeah. and Chris Tillman. Right, right. Though no one liked you know no Chris no. Benson. Uh, all right, I think or, I know, you know. I think we. I think all listeners know who's who's your one reliever in your bullpen. Um, yeah, but I was thinking about this, and the more I thought about it, I just kept on adding names to my list. Well, because so it's a, relievers. A, a There's a lot list. of them. All right, well, I'll throw mine out there. I went with my uh, middle reliever because we still have a closer position. So my reliever, I went with Tommy Hunter. Just for the fun aspect of he was always out yeah. in the bullpen pulling pranks. Hunter. Ooh, yeah. Tommy goes boom. <laughs> we all waited for the home run and couldn't believe how much it would happen. So, yeah. Um, I'm I'm really surprised at you about that one though, Josh. Yeah, I thought that would be a fun one. Who well, who do you have? And let's go through some honorables. I thought for sure you were gonna say Dar- Darren O'Day just because. Oh, I do like Darren O'Day. Wind up. Uh-huh. Can I just, Josh? Yeah. The year is. I'll tell. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. The the year is 2000, 2010. Okay. okay. All, right. All right. Here's Ten years ago. Stats. Ten right. years ago, this kid is 23 years old. All right, and he led at twenty three year old twenty three years old. He led the staff in um, in FIP, fielding independent pitching. Um, he led the team in the strikeout to walk ratio. He led the team in strikeouts per nine innings. He led the team in strikeouts, an ERA of four point three zero. Not bad for the twenty three year old kid. He was third in innings pitched in the whole team, and that's as twenty three years old. That's Brian Mattis. Brian Mattis was a oh, great certain pitcher when he was twenty three. We all knew you were going with Brian Mattis. Yeah, I just I think some uh, people forget that what, people remember him going to the bullpen, then going back to starter and being a disaster. People people forget um, that Brian Mattis had a good year as a starting pitcher. Okay, but you're not picking there. starting pitcher. You're picking a relief pitcher. And so yeah, if and you're picking, picking Brian Mattis, it's not about those starting numbers. It's about the fact that he could get David Ortiz out with his eyes closed. 
and Josh Hamilton. Any yes, lefty, yes. he would destroy. Um, so, yeah, Brian Mattis is my pick. A couple honorable mentions. George Sherrill for that flat-brim hat. You got to love that. And, well, in that case, throw Pedro Strope in there as well for the crooked hat. Yeah, the crooked hat, yeah. Um, Josh, I'm also surprised you, you didn't go with this guy, uh, Greg Olson. Yeah, we got a closer position coming up, remember? Oh, we got a separate closer position? Yeah, we, yes. We got a closer okay. position. Yeah, we decided to keep guys okay. like Greg Olson and Zach Britton and guys okay. out of that. And George Sherrill, too, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, who's the guy who was blow, who blew like five games in a row to start the season one year? Yeah, Mike Gonzalez. Gonzalez, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so here's a couple other honorable mentions. Koji Uohara. All right. I I dismissed him because he went to the Red Sox and really showed his dominance there. Yeah, but he didn't want to go to the Red Sox. He wanted to stay with the Orioles. So no, you just couldn't that. understand what he was saying. No, he was super nice and just wanted to be an Oriole for life. But he, yeah, I do like um, Koji. Yeah. Um, Jesse Orozco, just because the guy was out there 50 <laughs> years old and still out there throwing. That's hilarious. Jesse Orozco. All right. Um, Arthur Rhodes. I don't know. Whenever I think of Orioles, I think of I think of Arthur Rhodes out there throwing two in the bullpen. And my my last guy, um, Armando Benitez. Just because now everyone throws 100 miles per hour, but when this kid came up, you know, you know, in the right. late 90s, it was, he was throwing 98, 99, and like no one else was doing that for the Orioles. And so just the fact that you know you're a young kid, you like people who throw hard, and so I loved Armando Armando Benitez just because he threw the ball so sure. hard. And he was a hothead. You like that hothead too stuff. Like him to get in a fight with the Yankees. So Armando Benitez is another honorable mention. But Brian Mattis is my guy. All right. Well, I got Greg Olson, as you said, as my closer for this. Okay. Uh, I got Zach Britton as mine. Yeah. And that, that, and that makes sense. Those are the guys. I, I can't think of anyone else that I, could, I would trust as a closer in the Oral, from the Orioles organization. Yeah. I mean, you could go with uh, Johnson, right? Who they – Okay. Uh, Salary dump, Jim Johnson, salary dump to to make room for. All right, um, Zach Britton. You could also, I mean, I remember like Chris Ray and BJ Ryan. Yeah, but you're not gonna, but you're not gonna pull yeah. any of them into your favorite team. Um, yeah. No, you can make an argument maybe for Zach for Jim Johnson, but yeah, Zach Britton's my guy. All right, and who is managing this team for you? Mm, see, here's another one where I think it would be okay to go with an Earl Weaver just because. You know, the everyone has seen YouTube highlights of Earl Weaver right. going bonkers. Yeah, or calling into the radio, and yeah, that would be a whole lot of fun. But yeah. that type of baseball is not played anymore, or not managed right. anymore. Right, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't think that would work nowadays. No. Uh, my other honorable mention, well, who, who do you have, Josh? So he's one of my honorable mentions. I mean, you got to go with Buck. Okay, I thought, I, so, yeah, that's my other honorable mention. So I, I, you know I had Frank as an honorable mention. Um. And I even had Senior as an honorable mention because I think he did get a little screwed after that uh, 88 horrible season, that 0-21. Yeah. yeah. So I've got um, those guys. Yeah, that's, you can't go wrong with that. Uh, but, but, but good old Buck. I like my guys. I went, uh, my, uh, But my favorite manager was Dave Tremblay. I just, I just remember Dave Bye. Tremblay. Just because he was so bad. And, I, and he wanted to do so well. I remember an interview with him. Where he talked oh. about just like walking like after an Orioles game, it's like midnight, and he's just walking the streets of the Inner Harbor, like walking around Baltimore, trying to figure out why he can't win any more baseball games. Yeah. I just felt so sad for the dude. Like it's not your fault; your team's terrible, you know. Um, yeah, but I really, I just he was You're so right. genuine and just nice, and just it was clearly clearly in over his head, but like just nice about it, and really wanted to do well. And I, and I, it's kind of funny and sad all at the same time. So he's my guy, Dave Tremblay. Yeah, and I went with Buck because, but I also think Buck kind of just hit at the right time in Orioles baseball. With the it, his personality worked really well at at the stage that TV broadcasts were. So like when you think of Buck, it's that you loved like his optimism and his pressers. Uh, I think another honorable mention, a guy who maybe. If he hit at a different time, like might have been up there for me, would be Johnny Oates. Oh yeah, it's great. But I really like Johnny Oates as well. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. And and Dave, David Johnson wasn't bad either. Right. So um, uh, but yeah, jo Johnny Oates is a great call. Well, that takes care of it as our favorite team, right? Favorite Orioles? Did we cover it all? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think we covered it all. Now, who's your favorite Oriole fan? Favorite Oriole fan? Yeah, Oriole fan. Is it Carney? Is it Romeo? Is it Wild Bill? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just coming up with this on the on the uh, yeah. And I, I mean, it's it's Wild Bill. Oh, he's a little before our time. He's before he? our time, but still, he's the original like mascot. And I yeah. can't think of any other fans, but like fans no, that are I'll, I'll in every with, like marketing thing. I'll still go with Sunglass Guy. Sunglass Guy. I mean, yeah. <laughs> all those guys. All those guys have been great to us. All those guys have been a lot of fun to interact with. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't really have a favorite fan, so I just uh, yeah. I'm just trying to think of something else to throw out there. Fa- favorite um, logo. No, that that's for Twitter. <laughs> Twitter's oh, yeah. dealing with that. One five seven. All right, I think I was a uh, 238, something like that. Mm-hmm. So. All right, Josh, good show. Yeah. So th- this is our favorite Orioles. This is our favorite next Orioles. Week, next week will be our least favorite Orioles. I think <laughs> we'll see how far the virus goes. I don't think we can go back-to-back favorite and least. But yeah. uh, depending if- – our, our favorite Orioles who started with the letter A – we could go yeah. just each letter of the alphabet. Right. By number. Um, Favorite number ones. Favorite I number twos. This, I saw, someone asked this question, this quiz question on the radio the other day. That's what radio, sports radio has turned into, like quiz Quizzes? questions. Yeah. And this one was like, what, which name has the most home runs in all of baseball? So like uh, if you have so they have to be have the same first name and last right. name and then you can combine those home runs. All right, so it's like all right. Um but here's what I didn't know. And the answer was and you'll never get this but the answer was Frank Thomas. Oh, uh, cuz Frank Robinson, Frank Thomas. No, 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 no. Oh. Frank Thomas. What are you talking about? Oh, like, like people named Frank, Frank and people named Thomas? No, people named Frank Thomas. Oh, he had more, so Frank Thomas had more than Chris Davis's. But there was another Frank Thomas. Right, and there's two Chris um, Davises. That was my point. I'm yeah, following along. But, he, but, but here's what I don't know about the Chris Davis. This is the stupidest conversation radio's ever had, by the way. Oh, I don't know. To talk but about multiple here, Frank Thomases. Yeah, but here's when – and, like, they were also guessing um, the Ken Griffey because you got Ken Griffey Sr. and, and Ken and Griffey Jr. Jr. Okay. Um, but but here's, here's the um, – what I didn't know. Does spelling matter? Because if spelling matters, Chris Davis – is out of the running. Yes. Right? yes. Chris That's the one I just said. Okay. Yes. And, and Chris with a C. Yeah, well, it's radio, but, so spelling doesn't matter. It's all about sounds. Okay. You can't see it. But I think it. even with that, Frank Thomas has had like 600 home runs. Yeah, yeah sure. I can get that. I can understand that. It's but, just a weird uh, weird. So anyway, we could topic. do our favorite Robinsons or something. I don't know. We have plenty of weeks left. I have 12 Hot Pockets left. We, we're going to be here for a while. Uh, let's hope that before we get to breaking down favorite names that we can uh, get some baseball back. Oh, and if you're looking for my favorite name, spo- spoiler alert, I think it's, let me see if I remember, Odrissimore Despagne, favorite <laughs> Oriole name. All right. Yeah, well, Felix we will not. B.I., close number two. We will not go down that route because you will try to get me to pronounce names that I cannot, <laughs> that I cannot pronounce. I yeah, know how this your, goes. Your favorite names will be Chris Davis. Right, Chris Davis and uh, yeah, Greg Olson. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I can go that way. Jared Jurgens. JJ Hardy. All right, boys and girls, thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Section Three Three Six. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Sharoka. DM me if you want to play poker with us. You can follow the show at Section 336 Show. And if you have any, like, uh, topic ideas, you can throw those our way, too. Just hit up at Section 336 Show on Twitter. If you haven't done it yet, go ahead and iTunes and write a review. We all know you got time. Go ahead and do it. Um, Leave us five stars and a nice review. All right, boys and girls. Thanks for listening. And as always, go O's.
Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes out to iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Birdland Sports. For fans, by fans. Find more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com.